0: 1 commencing at verse 1 that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched this we proclaim concerning the word of life the life appeared we have seen it and testify to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not live out the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin this is the word of the Lord
1: thanks be to God of policy we don't stand for the gospel so the second reading is from John chapter 3 verses 16 to 21 Um, and I don't know what page it's on I'm afraid John chapter 3 verses 16 to 21 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be be to God. God.
2: Let's pray as we come to God's word. Father, we thank you so much that you are a communicating God who wants to share your love with us so grant us this morning open ears and willing hearts that we may receive your word and apply it in our lives. For the sake of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're in a year of mission, knowing Jesus, making Jesus known. In one sense, the church is never not involved in mission. God's love reaches out all day every day to every single one of us and through us to those around us. There are a number of passages in Scripture which seem to act as a summary either of what has come before or of what is about to be said. And some are in the Gospels, some are in the Epistles, and they're all very precious. And I think this verse, John 3.16, is one of those summaries. It encapsulates the whole business of God. God so loved that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life." I reckon that without question this is probably the best known verse in the last two thousand years for just about every single Christian. So much so that it can be easily taken for granted. It is highly possible, probable fact, that I won't teach you anything new this morning. So let's use this as a little refresher so that those around who are outside and who ask us questions, we will be able to the more clearly answer. God so loved the world. Do you? Do you? Do I? When we consider all the bad and evil things that are happening here in Portsmouth, let alone the rest of the world, how can we possibly love the world? The local newspapers, Well, the local news on television is just full of things going on. I was listening to the six o'clock television news. I think it was Thursday this week. And I turned to Wendy afterwards and said, do you know, every single item, there's some about, I was going to say Margaret Thatcher, I'm a bit out of date. Theresa May going on in Argentina was some about things in the far east the middle east in america and in this country each one of which could be the cause <coughs> of what jesus said in the last days men's hearts will be failing them for fear of things that are coming to pass then we heard the local news and that too spoke of murder in Southampton. Then I look at my own family, my own life, our church. One of the little headings in the newspaper, was something to do with the massive drop-off in membership of the churches, and yet the writer, you could see, was scratching his head and can't understand why attendance at church is going up. Do you love the world? Early in the new year, this church is joining with a project open church, where a dozen men and women who normally sleep rough on the streets are welcomed into our church building, and I think there are six or seven other churches involved as well for January and February. They're given an evening meal. They're given time to use after that. Then they're given a clean bed with clean sheets. And in the morning, they're given breakfast. Last year, Wendy said, I can't do any of that, but I can make a cake. And she made a cake And the first week. It's we take our turn once a week in the, I think it's five days of the week. And she made this cake, and, and, and it was lovely, well-iced, and quite horrible in my estimation. But that's the sort of thing that people love and pay goodness knows how much for. And apparently all the cream was scraped off just about every single place and left there, and they just ate the crumb. So the following week, she made one without any icing, and it all disappeared completely. Mm. They didn't eat a full English.
0: Mm.
2: Now, up until very recently, within the last three or four years, I have been able to enjoy a full English with gusto, (laughs) which is partly why I am... Size and shape I am. But they couldn't, their stomachs wouldn't take it. And we look at these men and women on our streets. I understand there's something like 48 registered sleep outers in the city of Portsmouth alone. We're going to take 12 can't take any more. This is going to be for about six, seven, eight weeks. I'm not sure yet. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Thank you very much. Bless you. It's lovely to see you here. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Um, eight weeks. Is that five nights a, uh, nights a week? Seven nights a week. Fifty-six nights. 56 nights. And he who is so quick at mathematics will tell me how many nights they're not going to be invited here for the rest of the year. This shouldn't be needed at all, let alone for a few nights in January and February. I looked up up the internet on a page I've never looked at before and I don't think I will ever look at again. Portsmouth's crime map. Produced by the police, I presume for every city in the country, and the one for Portsmouth. And then I cut it down to just South Sea. My friends, it's horrendous. I won't list the sort of crimes But there were literally hundreds in South Sea only of the sort of crimes that you and I would turn away from. Our prisons across the nation are filled to bursting point. But this verse that's given to us this morning is not about God loving the good. It's not as if God loved all the good things in the world and the good people in the world. God so loved the world. It doesn't end there. God so loved the world that he gave. There was a moment in God's dealings with Israel (laughs) where he, God, threatened to wipe out the whole of created mankind. Let me read it to you. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 13. And the Lord said to Moses, I've seen the people that they are stiff-necked. Let me alone so that I may destroy them. This is God speaking that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. Wow! Imagine that the number of times God might have brought such a plan into being as he looked down on the way you and I and the rest of humankind have ruined The way that God set out. But no, 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 emphatically no. Instead, God so loved the world that He sent His Son Jesus to rescue us from hell. Hell? Can God, this so called God of love, possibly? Send people to hell? The true answer to this is no. God cannot send anyone to hell. Let's read the next verse in John chapter 3. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Psalm 24 tells us the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He founded it upon the seas and established it. I was listening to someone else preaching about five or six weeks ago, and this particular man uh, uh, said, You know, God put you on that bus, on that bus journey, for a purpose. That man or that woman or that girl chattering away to her mobile phone while her child is trying to get her attention in vain. God made that person, those people. I guess some of you shop in Sainsbury's in Palmerston Road. And there's invariably one of our street sleepers who is outside of that place. God loved him. God made the world, He made you and me, and we are here under His rule. And the God said, the soul that sins shall die. And sin is anything, 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 I say, do, or think, that is away from the will and the way of God. That's sin. And that's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus died. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save. That who Ever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, what is stated positively in verse 16 is now stated from a negative point of view in verse 17. Have you been saved? Are you able to answer those who come to you? who you recognize are probably not members of God's family. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So the question is whose fault is condemnation? And we're all very, very, very good at making up excuses for why I do or don't do or say think this or that. If you died today, quite a good question to put people actually, tactfully. If you died today and Jesus Christ asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would be your answer? Whoever believes in him is not condemned. The word believe, by the way, in John's gospel is used 103 times. And only twice, when it's in the negative, does that believe not have action following it. Please put your hand up if you had a jolly good look at the chair you were sitting on before you sat down. Anyone? Well done. But you see most of us just sit down on the chair, we don't even think about it because our mind tells us it's held me up for years, this particular chair, I've sat in this same seat. It's a nuisance when they move the seats around, isn't it? No. Faith, belief in God is a belief with action. My father um, got on a train once from uh, Eastbourne, where we lived, going to Liverpool. and there was someone else in the carriage with him This is about 1945,'48, after the Second World War and he said, uh, "Excuse me, is this train really going to Liverpool?" "Yes," said my father. And he was a bit disappointed that at every single stop, this man leaned out of the window and said, is this train going to Liverpool? This dear man lacked faith completely. Salvation is offered to us. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. O God, As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Year of mission. Every one of us must be involved. Some of you will know that when I was in the Air Force many, 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 many years ago, I was involved in a terrible, fatal crash of a multi-crewed aircraft just about 14 miles along the coast here, where at night we had an engine that blew up, burnt itself off the wing and we crashed into the sea two-thirds of a mile short of the runway. All of us of the five-man crew got out, and I find myself approximately in front of where the aircraft had crashed into the sea. And in front of me was fire under the water as the wing, made of magnesium alloy, continued to burn. I started swimming towards the runway lights, which I could still see about two-thirds of a mile away. And I got nowhere. I didn't know until the next day that the tide was coming in, At about seven knots in that particular part of the creek. I got to a point where I'd given up. I asked God to bless and look after my wife, to whom I'd been married only about 15 months at the time. And I was ready to die. And then three boys came out in their father's fishing boats. The RAF couldn't get their rescue launch to start. And these boys came out with their father's little motorized fishing snack. This was about 11 o'clock at night. And they came past us and stopped. They saw the two of us in the water close to each other. (coughs) Excuse me and they pulled us out. Can you imagine how utterly and totally, completely stupid I would have been to say, no thanks, I'm just having a nice evening swim. I was petrified, I was at the end of my tether. And they pulled me out. God so loved the world, Put your name in there. Put in there the name of your neighbors, of your friends, of those three people you've written on a little card to talk to about Jesus Christ. God so loved that he gave his one and only son that if believes in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. What a wonderful, wonderful... God of love, you and I have. You sit there, smiling faces, clean, had a good wash. Some of us had a shave this morning. We've come presentable into the house of God to worship Him. What if your ear was a loudspeaker and could speak all the evil thoughts that you have, receive, or hear to those around you transmitted? Most of us would hide in shame that God loves you for who you are. Why? because he said so.
0: Thank you very much, John. We now say together the creed, the statement of our belief, which is on.